welcome to our online service for this weekend. It is Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, grateful to have you along with us today. Um, but we, before we go too far, uh, we'd love to take communion together at the end of this service. So if uh, if you were prepared for that, great. If not, if you could just pause the video for a minute and run and grab some uh, uh, some juice and some bread or uh, if uh, or whatever you can find uh, would be would be great so we have a chance to do that together at the end uh, as well I'm grateful for technology this weekend I've been fighting a man cold all week I'm not sure whether I'm winning or losing but all I know is I'm not spreading it to anybody else and I'm, and I'm grateful uh, grateful for that so um, <clears throat> you know this this week we had uh, Andre shooting um, in from Ottawa's a uh, lawyer from Ottawa, just talking about uh, the history of Canada and how our government was formed and, and uh, the roles of Parliament and uh, where our charter rights and freedoms came from and, and how much of that was actually tied way, way back into Dutch and English history. And uh, it was fascinating. It was really fascinating. And as I was uh, listening to him and thinking about Thanksgiving this uh, this weekend, just reminded of, of some of the, the history of Thanksgiving in our nation. You know, Thanksgiving is like one of those things that I, even as a kid, just looking forward to that the, the turkey dinner or whatever it may be was always time with family. And it was this enjoyable moment. And oftentimes in our family, we'd go around the circle and say, hey, what do you thankful for and it's just it's just a really really great uh great holiday and um you know but as i think about where that originated uh and looking into the history of it realizing that thanksgiving in our nation began way before our nation even existed you know there's a guy named martin frobisher uh he's the found uh, i guess frobisher bay has been named after him but he was looking for the northwest passage and trying to find a way, you know, around the, the, the northern parts to get to the Orient. And uh, in 1578, he actually held the very first Thanksgiving on the on Canadian soil uh, in Newfoundland. And at the same similar time frame, there's a guy, a French uh, explorer named Samuel de Champlain. He... Um, he would also, you know, have these huge feasts um, uh, of thanks, and they would share food with who they thought were their Indian neighbors, and uh, they they formed this order of good cheer uh, to celebrate these the 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 idea of being thankful to the to remember to be thankful and. It was uh, one of the first, well, well, those were the first ones celebrated here before Canada even existed in 1763. Um, it was the end of the Seven Years' War, and, and uh, the citizens of Halifax decided they would have a Thanksgiving feast as a res- uh, just as a way to commemorate the uh, the end of that war. And there was different dates throughout time and different ways that the feasts were celebrated. In 1775 to 1783, during the American Revolution, um, there were some loyal British Americans who uh, came to Canada, and they brought their Thanksgiving feast with them. And they had been doing Thanksgiving for, for you know, 100 years uh, before we had. And so they had it perfected, and they're the ones who brought the cornucopia and they're the ones who brought pumpkin pie and so god bless america for those of us who love pumpkin pie and then in 1879 parliament uh declared that there would be a uh, that november 6 would be the national uh holiday of thanksgiving and and they used actually many different dates after that uh they they would often share the same date as remembrance day and then uh then in 1957 january 31st 1957 some of you may remember this uh there was uh the day that parliament decreed this they said it's a day of general thanksgiving to almighty god for the bountiful harvest which with which canada has been blessed and is to be observed on the second monday in october and that's what we've done ever since 
You know, I love that thought about Bountiful Harvest. Uh, this year, I grew a garden, a pretty large garden, and I was just amazed at how, how just from one little seed, how much um, uh produce can come from that and it was uh, mind-boggling to me and, and it was a great uh, great experience but the, that realization too is out there with the kids just talking to them and reminding them you know to just be grateful and thankful to the Lord who, who caused these who, who caused this whole system to, to work of planting a seed and being able to, to see a harvest from it uh, and that Thanksgiving that thought of Thanksgiving it's all throughout scripture and it's a good reminder for us today to to think on this weekend, but you know every weekend, every day, to just the the reminder to be thankful. And why do we need the reminder? Because I think sometimes we, well we just we just forget. Throughout the Old Testament, they had these two Hebrew words that they used for the word praise, but they're the words yada and toda. And uh, yada and toda meant praise and, and thanksgiving, and it was actually this thing of extending the hands and audibly thanking. Um, uh, thanking the Lord. It was, a, it was a term of praise, but it was used for other things. And then through, you know, the old covenant, they had the, the Levitical laws where they would have these sacrifices. And they had certain ones that were called the sacrifices of thanksgiving. It was the things that they brought from their harvest every every year as a, as a reminder. Uh, and just to th- that where that harvest came from, where the blessings in their life came from, and they would use that for, for um, thanksgiving and, and for reminders. And then in the Psalms, you know, as we look at the Psalms, many of them were written uh, as well to to help people uh, express in words the thanks and the gratitude that they had in their hearts. You know, Psalm 100 is like one of the psalms of thanksgiving. It's one of the ones we actually sing even here to, uh, today. Um, and it just goes with these words, enter his gates with thanksgiving. That's the word toda. And go into his courts with praise. Give thanks, and that's the word yada, to him and praise his name. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. You know, that, that thought uh, that the people would come before the Lord when they would make their way to the temple. And that's where they, they had their times of, of praise and, and prayer. On their way there, they would be talking to one another and, and, and entering the gates before they even got to the place of worship. But entering the gates just with gratitude and thankfulness, telling one another, look, look what the Lord's done for me this year. Look at, look at you know, check out this, uh, this cool little lamb that I brought. God blessed me with this. And check out my wife. She's pregnant with our like seventh child, you know. God blessed us with this. Or look at this jacket that, that somebody gave me. God, God blessed us with this. And they would go and, and stir up that attitude of, of gratitude on their way in. And I, and I wonder sometimes, you know, as we come before the Lord, even uh, uh, in, in, in worship or even in prayer, uh, how often do we have all of these other things on our minds first? You know, all our cares, all our concerns, you know, all the things, God, this is what I need the answer to prayer for. How many of those are the things that are on our, on our minds first? I know often for me, that's, that's where it starts. But he's reminding us, you know, through Scripture, just to start with thanksgiving. And, and the New Testament as well. The word Thanksgiving, there's just there's one word for it. It's the word Eucharistio. And Eucharisto is, uh, the, the, it means give thanks or with an actively grateful language. And, uh, you know, that word Eucharisto, maybe that word rings a bell in your mind. And, and, and it should, you know, it's the, you think about the Holy Eucharist, uh, the Lord's Supper, that, that was named after that. It was Jesus' uh, example where he took bread and he took the cup and it says he gave thanks, he Eucharistio. And that's, that's where it, it was named after that. Um, I don't know if my Greek pronunciation is correct, but I, I think you get the idea. You know, if Paul, as he wrote all letters um, to, the, to the new churches, 
he would remind them over and over. He began, often began his letters to the Colossians and Philippians and Thessalonians. You can see that in the greetings. He'd be like, I give thanks for all of you. Uh, and I often think about that as well, how thankful I am for Kingsway. Thankful for the, the, the great people that I've had the chance to, to meet and do life with and serve Jesus with. I'm grateful for you guys. And, and, and sometimes, you know, that, that, that uh, it can be taken for granted and not always realized. But there's Paul's in his letters too, just, I'm just, he says, I'm thankful for you, just simply for who you are as believers. And then oftentimes in the closings, he'd remind them, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful. You know, and uh, John, you know, uh, an eyewitness follower of Jesus, who also was given the revelation of Jesus and, and wrote that in the book called Revelation. He writes in, in uh, chapter 7, verse 12, about this gathering around the throne. It says, they sang, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving, that Eucharistia, it says, and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. I mean, this is a huge crowd of people, of angels, of elders, of living beings, all of them on their faces, but singing out these words, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Oh man, this, uh, the, the words of that just stirring up in, in our hearts for who he is. You know, there's, it's not just that Thanksgiving is something in scripture that says, oh, this is you know, something we need to know. But it's amazing to just see how Thanksgiving um, works out in our lives. It works out in our lives. If, you know, maybe you've experienced this as well, but uh, we live kind of like in an, an entitled world. I've heard it ever since I was young that it was always the generation before me. All oh, this next generation, they're so entitled. They think the world owes them something and they never want to work. They don't want a job. And, and uh, you know, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong about a lot of it. Uh, but we do, we tend to be in this place where we think we deserve certain things. And Thanksgiving actually is, is what keeps us out of the trap of entitlement. Way back um, when Israel, the nation of Israel, was first going into the promised land, Moses gave them this warning. He's like, you came out of the desert, you came out of Egypt, you came out of all these things, and you've seen the power of the Lord at work in your life. You saw him in all those, in those dark times. You actually, you were seeking him in all those um, tough, tough, difficult times. But he says this in Deuteronomy 6, verse 11 and 12. He says, hey, where you're heading, it's going to be like so amazing. You're going to get homes that you didn't build. You're going to have crops that you didn't even plant. You're going to like the, the, the land flows with milk and honey. It is amazing. And he gives him this warning. He says, hey, when everything's going well in your life and when you're in that place of plenty and prosperity and peace, don't forget. Don't forget the Lord your God who got you there. And I think there's a great reminder in that for us as well. There's been times of incredible prosperity in our, in our land. There's been times of incredible peace. We're, we may not be in that same uh, spot uh, currently, but you, even seeing that, that as uh, things are getting, uh, getting tougher uh, for, for many Canadians, you see this turning to the Lord. And that's the thing. So whether it's in the tough times of turning to the Lord or if you think things are still going incredibly well, that, that, that reminder to be grateful for the, um, and to the one who, who brought you there. Um, Luke chapter 17, Jesus uh, has this, uh, I'm, I'm glad that Luke wrote it down. He, he was, you know, he talked to all the eyewitnesses uh, to see what had happened in the life of Jesus. And they write about that. 
<clears throat> excuse me, they write about like the parables and, and all of these different things. But this, what we're about to read is not a parable. You know, as they were walking along, it says that these 10 lepers came and they shouted to Jesus. Leprosy is this terrible disease where it literally eats your flesh off your body. And, um, and all these sores in your in your fingers, like the, the the nerves and everything die, and so these men, it was contagious disease, or they were considered unclean. They couldn't come around other people, but the ten of them together shouted out to Jesus and asked him to have mercy on them and to save them. And and here's what Jesus it, it, uh, does as Luke um, records, Luke 17 verse 14. He says, he looked at them and said, "Go show yourselves to the priests." This is Jesus' response to them. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Like they could, they could see that, that all of a sudden their skin was clear and they were healed. And it says in verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. You know, leprosy is a terrible disease to have, but it's not just a physical thing. It's like an isolation thing. And to be set free from not just only the physical pain, but to be reunited with people. Man, it was amazing. And so he uh, it says in verse 16, he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet. And he was thanking him for what he had done. Here's that expression of gratitude. And it says this man was a Samaritan. Samaritan was one of the people kind of on the outside, you know, one of the ones segregated out of society. And Jesus, it says in verse 17, asked him, didn't, didn't I heal 10, 10 people? He says, where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except to this foreigner? You know, Jesus notes that, that it was just one out of 10 that returned to say thank you for something so, so incredible. And I think sometimes, you know, that can, that can happen in our lives too, where we don't always realize how, how many incredible things God has done for us. Even the gift of today and, and uh, the gift of breath, the gift of health, the gift of family, the gift of relationship, the gift of food, the, the, the gifts that we have in our lives incredible the gift that he doesn't leave us he never forsakes us and when we're going through tough times he's right there with us those are incredible gifts you know i wonder sometimes if and i know for myself uh, that i often take things for granted simply because we are so blessed that i take things for granted because they've been there kind of every single day you know that i wake up in the in in my home and and forget to to be thankful for the fact that i have a home you know, those are, those are things, just reminders. And, and I, I had to ask myself, would I have been one of the 10? Would I have been that one out of the 10 who came back and thanked Jesus? Well, I just realized that today I have the opportunity to do that, to be one, one out of the 10 or one of however many that says, Jesus, today I remember and I'm grateful and, and I want to put into words my gratitude for you. You know, Thanksgiving is, uh, keeps us out of the trap of entitlement. It's also the cure for worry. Secure for worry in Philippians. You know, Paul's. We just read through Philippians with our reading through the New Testament. We've been doing that with about sixty-five people on the U version app, and it's been it's been great. We just finished Philippians, but Paul was in a in a Roman prison cell, and you know that's not like here. Like he's probably wondering, am I going to get fed today? You know, am I going to be clothed today? Am I going to survive this? Are they going to execute me? He, uh, if you haven't seen Apostle Paul on Netflix, I would encourage you to watch that. It just really helps present in a good picture of what, what Paul's life probably looked like in that time. And yet he was so on fire for Christ that it didn't matter his circumstances, his scenarios. He's sitting in this place and he writes out to these group of believers in Philippi. And he says this in Philippians 4 verse 6. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, he says, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You know... 
I wonder sometimes, you know, what, what we're worrying about. Like, what are you worrying about right now? Because he's like, hey, don't worry about anything, but just with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Are you, are you worrying about the future? Are you worrying about, you know, your health? Are you worrying about freedom? Are you worrying about your kids? Or are you, what, what are you worrying about? Because the truth is that we have so much to be thankful for, and that attitude of gratitude, it just keeps us from being falling into that trap of anxiety and worry. And what does Paul just encourage them? He just say, hey, yeah, those things are real. Those things are there. They're, they're, they're de- you definitely could be worried about them. But he says, instead, why don't you just choose to pray about those things? Just pray about them specifically. And uh, you find out that Thanksgiving is, is a cure for that. And then finally, Thanksgiving is a cure for despair as well. You know, and there's the absence of hope. And, I, and as things in life don't always go the way that you, that you hope they would, you can get to that place of despair where the hope seems to have run out. You know, the, many people have been through that. Psalm 42, the psalmist writes about that. Psalm 42, verse 11, he writes, Why am I so discouraged? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I'll put my hope in God, and I will praise. That's that word, yada, again. He's like, I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. He just starts having that conversation with himself. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? He's, he's owning what it is. He's like, man, I'm discouraged, and my heart is sad. But Why? He's like, I'm going to put my hope in God. I'm going to bring my focus back to him. That's what Thanksgiving does. It brings our focus back to God. And man, when our eyes are on him, everything else just fades in comparison. And that's that reminder just to be thankful when things aren't going well. When things are going badly, that we would be, you know, reminded to say, yeah, I'm going to remember the victories of the past. I'm going to, I'm going to remember those, even though I'm in the battle of the present. I'm going to, I'm going to remember what God has done in my life. I think this is one of the songs that we sing here that, that talks about those the, the things of what God has already done and believing that he can do it again. There's a guy named Alexander White, and he uh, he's wrote about just, you know, the thankful pastor prayers. And, you know, for this really, really gloomy day that he was going through, his prayer that day was, you know, thank you, Lord. He always wanted to start with thank, like Thanksgiving. And he's like, man, this was a tough one. But he's like, thank you, Lord, that it's not always like this. And I can relate, you know, just being able to say, thank you, Lord, that it's not always like this. And starting there, you know, starting in those spots of being thankful. I remember talking with a lady years ago. She had lost, uh, she just recently lost her husband. She had to move. She was having all kinds of trouble with her kids. And But even as we chatted together, um, I, I, I was amazed that she kept mentioning this phrase. She's like, well, you know what? I, I just kept thanking God for what he had done for me. And I kept thanking God for what I do have. And that's what carried her through all of those things. And it's, it's amazing to, to not just hear it on paper, but to see it in the lives of people that Thanksgiving truly is a cure for despair. You know, oftentimes we wonder what God's will is for our lives. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18. He lets them know this is what God's will is for your life. This is how I want you to live your life in Christ. He says this, rejoice always, verse 16, 17, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Not for everything, not, not for all the bad stuff in your life, but in, the, in every circumstance. doesn't matter what it is. Remain thankful. Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And it's not just saying just to be thankful. There's, there's this thing of saying, I, I can be thankful. But the thought is that we would give thanks. 
And give thanks is putting words to our gratitude, putting word to the thought in our hearts. Um, it's, it's amazing how even just the spoken or written words of gratitude affect even us. I, I know, you know, I'm not much of a card guy, but when I get cards from people that's, that thank me, they sit on my shelf for a while. <laughs> And then they end up in my, in my um, filing cabinet. I have like years and years and years worth of cards that people said, thank you. Because it, I don't know, it just, it lights uh, me up on the inside. It, there's something about that. And, and to realize, to do that for others as well, that it would do the same thing. Uh, even texts, you know, people sending me a text and it's like, you know, just, just realizing what gratitude does. It, it, sp- it spreads that thing out. And that you have the chance to do the same thing. So as we close today... I just think that there's one incredible reminder that reminds us of the most important thing we have to be thankful for. And in this life, the greatest thing we have to be thankful for is new life, new life in Christ. You know, we live in a broken world. We truly do. We truly do. You see the hurt, the pain, the sickness, the death. Um, I think if we're honest, we realize that we're contributors to the broken world, that we're broken inside too, that, that we've caused hurt, we've caused pain. We've known there was things that were wrong and we decided we would do them anyway. And I think if you ever really had to sit down and think about, you know, what's, how to fix or to make up for what, uh, what we've done wrong, uh, it's an impossible, impossible mission. There's no way to go back and undo. There's no way to go back and unsay. It's, it's all of that. Just like Thanksgiving has a history, we all have a history that we can't, we can't undo. And the, the problem with it is that all of those things have consequences. You know, Romans 3, Paul says that it's, it's the wages of sin or the cost of sin is death. And we see that, you know, the, the words that cause death in a relationship. We've seen, you know, uh, d- different things that cause death in, in friendships or, you know, uh, sins that, that, that caused even physical death. But it's bigger than that because we aren't just here for this life. There is, there is life after this life. We've been created to be eternal beings. And to be eternally in that spot of experiencing death is, is, is the worst possible thing. But it's deserved, fully deserved. And yet when we find ourselves in that place of hopelessness, where hope is run out, as our eyes turn to God, as we, we realize that those words are, are, are true that for God so loved the world that while we were still sinners, he sent a rescuer, he sent a savior, he sent a redeemer for us to pay our price, to pay our penalty. And that price was not cheap. It was a steep price. It would cost him his very life that he would have his own body hung on that cross to pay the death sentence in our place his body broken so that our broken lives would be made whole. What a, an incredible, incredible gift. And today we have the chances to, to remember that and to verbally just share our gratitude for Christ and what he's done for us. I just want to take you to the words of Paul. Let me just read these to you. First Corinthians chapter 11. Paul was writing to the, to the um, early believers in the town called Corinth. And he says this, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. He's like, these are the words of Jesus. He says, it was on the night when he was betrayed that the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. And he says, it says, then he said, he broke it in pieces and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So why don't we take a 
chunk of bread or whatever you have and and even as you break it just a picture that his body was broken for you and for me that we would be made whole that we would be forgiven and just to take a moment to think where your life might have been without him without him and so maybe today you're just deciding for the first time to say Jesus I I trust your sacrifice for me. I'd encourage you to take this as well. And as we, just that realization that as we eat this, we've taken Christ into our lives and he's taken us into him. And his body was broken for us. Jesus, we thank you today for this. Grateful for it. Thank you that you're, you're willing to endure all that pain, all that suffering for me. There's not words, there's not words that can thank you enough for that. Thank you for the wholeness that we have as a result. It's because of you and in your name and to honor you that we remember. It says after dinner he took a cup. This cup's just got water, but his had wine in it. And he said, do this. He says, this cup's a new covenant. And just as we have a picture today, it's a new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. The new covenant, the drops of blood that wash our sin away, completely forgiven. I don't know about you, but that is some, <laughs> that is some really, really uh, big stuff to be thankful for. So Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for giving your blood, for washing our sin away that day, the past, the present, the future, all taken care of because of your sacrifice. Thank you for that. We honor you, Jesus, and we do this in remembrance of you. It's incredible. It's incredible, and I hope today that you and of this Thanksgiving weekend, but just find the words often to thank him, to thank him for who he is, for what he's done. You know, there's a song way back, way back in the day by Matt Redman that just simply says, thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross, my friend. Yeah, I just picture the disciples, they didn't really need a reminder of what they would see on that cross. They, that would never leave their minds. But I picture them standing around that cross, you know, with the with maybe those words on on their lips. Thank you, thank you for the cross, my friend. And it is why we, today, two thousand years later, can say that we've been made the friends of God, simply because we can trust in His sacrifice for us. What an incredible, incredible thing. So no matter what happens in your life or where you find yourself, maybe you're wrestling with the hopelessness or the you know, the, the entitlement or whatever it may be, can I remind you and myself to choose thanksgiving, to choose thanksgiving and to choose to speak those things out uh, to honor him. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your life, for your presence in our lives. Thank you for saving us. God, thank you for the gift of thanksgiving just to be able to have a way to put into words our gratitude for you. 
Lord, I just pray that your word would sink deep in our hearts, that it would change us from the inside, that it would come from within us, this desire to remain grateful no matter what we face. Lord, may your light shine through us as we uh, live out our lives with you and for you. Grateful for today. God, thank you for the gift. I want to live it with you and for you, that you might be glorified. I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, <clears throat> we always want to take a few minutes to just give you a chance to uh, chat about some, some of the questions. Dig a little deeper. Put, put this in your own words. Uh, and so a couple quick questions. What jumped out at you today? Um, and then second, do you ever, do you ever feel like it's, um, you find yourself forgetting to be thankful? And if so, why or why not? And uh, what reminds you to be thankful? What are the things that remind you to be thankful? And then finally, who do you need to give thanks to today? Maybe that's a person, a person, a friend, a spouse, I, who knows? But who do you need to be, you know, to give thanks, speaking it out, not just being thankful, but to give thanks to today? So hopefully you enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend, and um, we will see you again soon. Uh, until then, know that we love you and uh, grateful to be a part of this family. We'll see you later.